0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. There you go. Oh, Lord Jesus. Um, yeah, I might actually. Sometimes you need something to lean on. Thank you. <laughs> lean on me. When you're not strong, <laughs> I'll be your friend. So it's such an honor to be with you guys. Um, the, I, have a, I have a word for you. I'm sure I'm just going to quote the angel that appeared to uh, to Mary. Do not be afraid. <laughs> what you saw today is okay. It's good. It's healthy. It was different. That was our first conga line. Yeah. 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 Do not be afraid. <laughs> it was awesome. That was our first conga line, Pastor Jesse. It reminded me of Bible school. It didn't remind you of Bible school. Just the freedom. That's what Max said. That's awesome. Reminds me of second year school ministry. It's awesome. I think my mic's going in and out, but that's okay. I can just shout too. Um, one more time. I want to see if it's your first time here? Just wave. Wow, that's so cool. Just honor you guys. Welcome. Are you guys? Are you guys from Circuit Riders? Is there a Dylan? A Dylan with your group or something like that? There is a Dylan with your group. I heard. He's not here. When I looked at you guys, I felt like you guys were from Circuit Riders. I don't know who Dylan is, but I heard the name Dylan. So I want you guys to give you this word. Um, Yeah, totally. Is that okay? If this is new to you, this is called um, the prophetic. First Corinthians 14 says, surely God is among you. And, uh, you know, he wants to reveal the secrets of people's hearts and stuff. And so he wants to encourage people. Um, I, I hear the phrase, mark my words, and that's going to mean something to him. Mark my words, I'm going to take care of everything. And I see, I just saw a flash of a vehicle, like a car, and he's been believing God for like a, like a new vehicle. God's going to take care of it. He's been believing God for, um, there's something about him, the Midwest. I don't know if he's connected to the Midwest. There's something, does, do you guys know? Just nod if that makes sense to you. Something about him with the Midwest. Where, where is he from, do you know? You're about to go on tour. He's from Florida. Okay. Okay, yeah. God's just got something on his life. So, Dylan, we bless you. There's great increase on you. Mark my words. There's great increase. Great increase in Jesus' name. I might give him more later, but everybody's hungry, so I just bounce around a little bit. Um, gosh, this service could go anywhere right now. It's just so loaded in here. I love this. I love you guys. It's a privilege to do the walk with you. I look around the room, and I'm like, there's so many amazing, powerful people in this room. So many people are going to transform the world. God's not going to leave anybody out. Um, Christmas comes early today. We have some great gifts. Um, I'm going to get a couple of these guys up to just share. They're going to share some testimonies with you guys, just things that they've been experiencing things they've been seeing. Um, I'm probably going to hand off just to you, Ryan, and just let you go and do whatever you feel led to do. But uh, I'll introduce him in a minute. But I want to read just some scripture to you as an invitation in this Christmas season. Would that be okay? Go with me to uh, Luke chapter 2. I already quoted, but Luke chapter 2, verse 10. An angel appears and says, do not be afraid, because I bring to you Good tidings of great joy which will be for all people. That's what we were seeing in this service. Good tidings of great joy for all people. There's an invitation in Christ Jesus for all of us to enter into his joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy which satisfies every desire of the heart. And he announces it to us. The angels come and they announce it. And it's interesting because... Jesus is born through an announcement of an angel to his mother, Mary, and the angel says to her, you're greatly favored of God, and you know, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you, and a baby's going to come, and this baby is going to be named Yeshua, or Jesus, we translate it, which literally means God is salvation. You see, every religion on the face of the planet is based on what people try to do, to get it closer to God. Our faith is what God has done to come near to us. What God has done in becoming the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world, takes away all of the dysfunction, all of the brokenness from our hearts to our neighbor's hearts, to every system, to everything we see. He is the Lamb of God which takes away all brokenness. I feel we're in like a sense, like I feel like we're in an awakening as a nation right now to the nearness of God. And I I mark my words, Everywhere all over this nation within the next four to five years, even sooner, there will be stadiums on the news featured where people are worshiping Jesus. There will be miracles announced on the news. There will be news networks that are talking about Jesus nonstop. There is a tide turning in our country right now, and you're a part of it. You've been appointed for such a time as this. And the same words that the angel said... Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the changes. Don't look at the news. Don't look at the things around you. Look at what I'm doing. Because there's good news of great joy for all people at hand. I had to sit with a uh, prophetic guy, and for many years he's been saying, he had open visions where he would see a newscaster on the news. And the newscaster would be saying, there's no news but good news tonight in America. (laughs) Stadiums around the country are filled with young people worshiping God and great miracles are taking place. It's said that the blind are seeing, the deaf are hearing, the, the lame are walking, the mute are talking, and even the dead are raised. And the people that are on the stage, no one knows who they are, where they come from or where they're going. But for days on end... The worship continues. We're living in those days. We're living in those days, and we get to be a part of it. All of us, not a single person is left out. You know, in the time where this is going on and, and, and where Jesus was born, some people said like, oh, there was this silent period, and for many years you didn't hear God, and then, but that wasn't even true, because you see in the Bible that there was an Anna who was there in the temple, who had been praying for years to see the works of the Lord. There was a a Simeon or Shimon in the temple. It's a Hebrew word for it. And he was was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And when he saw this baby presented in the temple, when he saw this little baby, he knew that the time was at hand. You see, we have to be able to see in the baby the adult Jesus, the move of God that's already here. We have to be able to see it. Otherwise, we'll discard it. We won't We'll be like, well, that, that was born in a manger. Yeah. You look at your neighbor. You're like, I know them. Can anything good come from them? Like the, like the ministers during Jesus' day. Could anything good come from Nazareth? From Riverside? From Palm Desert? From Oklahoma? Wherever you're from. Canada? Yes, something good has come from there. Before we spoke a word, he was singing over us. I'm gonna introduce my friend. Um, He's gonna share with you guys. I told him to take lots of liberty and he's been experiencing incredible things in the spirit. He's 24 years old and in the past year, he's seen more than um, many people I know have gotten to see in all of their lives. I met him just the other night. Um, His name's Ryan. He, uh, as he was just sharing the things that God was doing, he's so humble, he's just sharing the love of God and just the things God was doing. Just in a one-on-one conversation, a friend introduced us. I was just like, God, I want to follow you like this. I wanna, I wanna follow you, I wanna follow your love. I love that Like we said we would go, like his love is going. You're like, I just want more anointing, I just want more power. Just just follow Jesus. He's the anointed one. He'll he'll show up in love and power. But um, I told him to take liberty. Well, if if you need to leave before before he gets finished, that's totally okay if you need to slide out or anything like that. And um, if, if you can, just to honor our kids' workers, it's already one o'clock, just to honor our kids' workers. If you could pick up your kids in about 15 or 20 minutes, you can always bring them back out here. But uh, I'm just gonna let him just minister to you. He's seen incredible miracles. He's seen incredible love. So if you guys, I know you haven't met him before, but would you just clap and just honor him? This is my friend Ryan. <laughs>
1: can you give me an idea, like, of time? Oh, I just feel the presence of God in here so thick I feel like I could just start crying or I could just start laughing I don't even know which one like you were saying it could just go any direction I have no idea (laughs) we just say yes to whatever you want to do God yeah God we just give you permission to move in our hearts yeah we don't care if we look crazy God (laughs) we'll go anywhere you take us God yeah, amen. It's so funny. Uh, I was thinking about David, how he was dancing before the presence of God, and he was naked, and, and his wife, Michael, got, got mad, and he said, I'll become even more undignified than this. And then she was actually, she became barren after that day. So... <laughs> And that, that verse is connected to Isaiah 54 when it says, Rejoice, O barren one. So there's a connection between rejoicing in the Lord and the fruitfulness on your life. There's a breakthrough that you can't get by praying and fasting enough. There's a breakthrough that you can only get when you turn off all the lights and you shut all the doors and you just dance before God. And you become undignified or when you go out in public I remember I remember when I <laughs> when I first met Holy Spirit I would go to the lake and just spend time with him and I would put headphones in and I would just sing and dance and I cannot sing at all and I would just shout and I would dance at the, and people would be running walking by and I just didn't care because it it didn't matter to me like I was just so in love and when you're so in love you'll be you'll you'll become a fool you know love makes you do foolish things Sometimes when you're in love, you do crazy things, and you take crazy risks, and, and we, we just say, yes, Holy Spirit, to whatever you want to do, God. Our lives are to be spent by you in whatever way you want. Yeah, we're having church in a nightclub right now. I never even, that's like a dream of mine to, to see this happen, but, oh, yeah. There's no limit to how much fun you can have in in church. I always wonder what, what the limits are, how much fun you could actually have in church. Like, at what point is God not okay with it anymore? <laughs> <laughs> at what point is He is He telling us to calm down a little bit, you know? Um, but it says against such things there is no law. There's no law against the amount of joy you can have. It says the fruits of the Spirit against such things there is no law. So if you're if you um, maybe, maybe when we get uncomfortable because there's a Congo line happening or something, but actually the Congo line could be your breakthrough, you know, <laughs> I would be careful not to judge, uh, what the Lord is doing in somebody else's heart, you know, because, um, it was when Micah, Michael judged David that she became barren, but the fruitfulness on David's life all came from a place of enjoying God. You know, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And I, I just, last, last service we talked about, uh, inheritance, um, and there are things that God wants to do and in, in our lives that he wants to do in a moment that could have taken us 40 years, 20 years. Like we're talk- the circuit riders over here, I just love you guys so much. You guys are amazing. I was meeting with my friend, uh, you probably know him, Benji, but <laughs> yeah, and he's 20 years old and he was telling me about how they have like two different stadiums booked this year. He's 20 years old, and they're booking stadiums for Jesus. He was prophesying about this move of God, right, where stadiums are going to be filled. And I believe that Jesus is doing something right now in America that is beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine. And it may not look like what we're expecting. You know, our breakthrough might be in the Congo line. There's a breakthrough that you can only get by, by enjoying him. Because it's not going to be by works or by might, but by my spirit within you. Because when we, when we say yes to him, and he's the one who does it, then he's the only one that can get the credit for it, you know? Jesus said, to enter the kingdom, you must become like a child. And then later he says that the greatest among you is like the youngest. So to become the greatest, you must become like the youngest. He loves to use... <laughs> he loves to use the foolish things, to, the foolish to shame the wise. Because sometimes faith in the kingdom looks like foolishness to the world. <laughs> I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I'll become even more undig- indignified than this. I want you to tell your neighbor. Because <laughs> sometimes faith looks crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I remember, uh, before I went to first year at BSSM, I had, I had a good tech company and I was doing like really good things. I was, I was on the right track. Most people would think I was pretty successful for, for a young guy. You know, I just graduated with a business degree, started a tech company, moved to Northern California. And then God told me to just give up everything. And just follow him. So now instead of, instead of striving and doing all these things, trying to build my life so then I could have all these practical funds and stuff to go to the nations and do the things that I dream about doing in the next 20, 40 years, you know. Um, he told me to just to give it all up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it, it looks like foolishness when you follow God. Right? So... So I I just gave it up, and God's done things in my life that I couldn't have ever even imagined. Like, this summer, I got sent to the nations, and I got to go to 26 different nations preaching the gospel. I remember my whole life, I, I dreamed about revival. I dreamed about the seeing the kingdom of heaven just touch earth I didn't even know what a crusade was but I would just lay and look at the stars and I would see in my imagination just I would see just like a sea of people just coming to Jesus and I didn't know I didn't even know that was possible I lived in Abilene Texas most of you probably don't even know what that is right and I was delivering pizzas and and God was speaking to me about these nations he was promising me these things and it it seems so impossible but sometimes it's it's in that place of the impossible that that he loves to show up. When we take these great risks, right, then he's able to get all the credit because it, everybody knows that there is no way that this could have possibly happened, right? So I started having these dreams uh, about all these different nations that God wanted to send me to right after um, I graduated first year. And then I I got on a plane. I ended up going to to all these different nations, and half the countries, I didn't even have a plan. I remember um, I, I gave my sister a prophetic word over the phone, and she ended up crying, and she was so moved that I, I, after that, I told her, I was like, you have to meet me in Europe. I want you to just go on a vacation with me, but she didn't know that she was being set up, right? So, so she ends up going with me to Europe. The first hour, she's, she's in Austria, right? I take her to, to dinner, and we're just having a conversation about life, right? And then she goes, why do I feel like I'm, I'm drunk right now? I don't know what's going on with my body, right? And she just starts feeling the joy of the Lord. And she, she's not a Christian. She is, she's dealing drugs. She's, like, she's partying. She's living for the world. She's smoking every day, drinking every night, right? And, and then she just starts feeling the love of God. And I haven't even mentioned anything about God to her yet. And then we leave the, the restaurant and... My, my friend meets up with us, and then there's this bachelorette party going on, like, 20-something uh, young women, and they're, like, trying to give us shots and stuff like that, and then my friend's like, actually, actually, we got something for you, so he gathers them all up. He's like, my friend has something really important to tell you, so here you go, and then and there's, like, 20-something people just watching, and then I just start preaching the gospel to these people, and I just share the love of Jesus with them, like, really fast in, like, 30 seconds while I have their attention, you know, and then... And I start calling out words of knowledge to each of them. And like six of them got healed right there in front of my sister. And my sister had never, never seen anything like this before. And she's just in shock. She's like, what is going on? And, and then this guy walks past us. Um, and I just tell my sister, I'm like, this guy's about to give his life to Jesus. Watch. And then five minutes later, he comes up to me and says, what are you guys doing? I have to have this. Like, what is this? And, and so we, I shared the gospel with this guy, right? And then while I'm sharing the gospel with him, I'm actually sharing the gospel with my sister also, right? And I'm like, man, you need to give your life to Jesus. Are you ready to give your life to Jesus? And he says, yeah, I need that. And he gives his life to Jesus. And I I look over at my sister. I'm like, you need to give your life to Jesus too. Are you ready? And she says, yeah, I need this. And my sister gives her life to Jesus, right? And then the next day, I preach at a church, and the pastor's wife, deaf for 29 years, her ears pop open. And then my sister's sitting in the front row, bawling her eyes out, right? And and then we go back to the house that night, and I'm with my friend. And as soon as we walk in the house, my sister goes, whoa, what is that? Do you guys feel that? And my sister's aware of something that's happening in in the spirit, right? And she doesn't even know what she's aware of. And so I look at my friend, I'm like, yeah, I do feel something going on here. Uh, and, he, and we both knew exactly what was about to happen. So we look over at Shelby, and we're like, yeah, this is God. We're going to pray for you. We pray for her. She gets baptized, in the Holy Spirit is on the ground weeping for two and a half hours. She gets up and says, I'm a different person now. I don't know what it is, but I, forgave, I forgive mom now, and I feel like I actually love her. And I just want to wanna see people change in this world. I want to impact the world, right? And then I end up going, I I end up getting on a a bus to Germany to do some stuff with like Ben Fitz and my friends at uh, BSSM Germany. And then on the road ride over there, I wake up in the middle of the trip on the bus to my sister preaching the gospel to the person next to her through Google Translate. And... It's just the gospel. The gospel is the power of God. That As we preach the gospel, the power of God shows up because Jesus already accomplished everything on the cross and it's all available to us right now, right here today. Even the breakthrough that you want in your family, the, the dreams that you have in your heart, that it's available. All we have to do is say yes to him, right? He has so much more for us than we can even imagine. And I, um, yeah, so after that, my sister, I remember we were in Rome and stuff, and I'm, like, in my, in my bed just, like, taking a nap, you know, resting. And then she comes out and gets me, and she wakes me up, and she's like, hey, I'm sharing Jesus with these people at the bar. Can you come pray for them? I need your help because they, they probably have, like, sickness. You need to do that thing where you, like, start praying for people, and they get healed. And she's just preaching the gospel in the bars. Like, it's insane, right? She was, she was dealing drugs and partying and all this stuff, like to, like, a week before that. And then... This is her, her second week saved. We, we're in Greece, right? And I'm just spending time with God because all fruit comes from intimacy. There's not a formula about it. Like, it just God is the one who orchestrates our life. How, how does that verse go? It says, like, God works all things together for the good of those who strive, Oh, no, no, no. It's, God works all things together for the good of those who love him. So all we have to do is we, we love him, we enjoy him, we spend time with him, and actually he's the one who does all the miracles, all, everything through our life. All fruit comes from intimacy, right? So I'm just spending time with God. I, I was supposed to work with some refugees in Greece, but then uh, there was like a change of plans and something, something happened where we couldn't meet up with them anymore, and... What, what happened was I was just spending time with God at the coffee shop. I had no idea what was going on, and I was just pretty content just reading my Bible and not doing anything in, in Greece the whole time I was there. But while I'm there, uh, this guy, he comes up to me, and he says, Hey, are you a Christian? And I'm like, Yeah, man, I am. And this is a place where it's like less than 1% Christian. And he says, I'm a Christian also, and I, and I preach the gospel every single day because I'm an evangelist, and God sent me here to meet with you. And... <laughs> So, uh, so I'm just I'm just sitting here and I'm like, okay, well, like, can I get you coffee? Like, you want to share your testimony? And so we get coffee, and he tells me that he's only speaking English right now because when he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, he got given the language English as his like tongue. Right? So he's talking to me in English, and he was from India, and he said that he was actually insane. He was crazy, but somebody told him and gave him a Hindi Bible and said, if you read this, you'll become sane. So he started reading the Bible, and he he didn't know how to read Hindi. He only spoke it. So he just tried to read it, and he learned how to read in Hindi supernaturally as God healed his brain, and he became sane, and then he gets baptized in the Holy Spirit and starts speaking English. Right? So this is how God gave me my translator in Greece. And... (laughs) And then I call my sister, and I'm like, hey, Shelby, uh, I know she's only been safe for like a week and a half now, so I'm like, come meet me at this coffee shop. This guy, God just sent him to us so we can preach the gospel on the streets, right? And we go out on the streets, and we end up in the Iraqi Mafia Ward, like where all the businesses are literally owned by the Iraqi Mafia, and we're just preaching, we're just loving on people. I start prophesying over people, and this... This guy, uh, I get a word that he's, he's the oldest in his family of many brothers, and he's a leader to his family, and that his mom just passed away, and he starts crying because his mom had just passed. And then we get to pray for him, and he just gets filled with joy, and he's just like laughing uncontrollably, just so happy, right? And this guy actually ended up coming up to me like four more times while I was out there preaching around, just asking for more, because he was just, just wanted more of Jesus, and These guys were literally, they were, like, lifting up, like, things in the ground and pulling out, like, cigarettes and selling them on the streets, and there was, there was so much love, these people, right, the Iraqi mafia, that we were just sharing Jesus with them all, and, like, crowds gathered, and then there was a gypsy guy, that his arm was flopping around, it was so broken in his forearm, that it was literally flopping, it was really kind of disturbing, but... (laughs) <laughs> we, we pray for him, right? And his arm just solidifies and the bones get rebuilt right there in front of all these, like, probably like 30 Iraqi mafia people. And... And then we just start. I just start preaching the gospel, and I'm sharing Jesus with them. And I start prophesying over this one guy. And then he says, "You need to come with me." And he takes me out back. Right. Well, first of all, before this, they start taking me into their businesses and just giving me free stuff because they own the whole block, right? <laughs> so, and then they take me into this guy leads me to this other um, place where the leaders are. Right. And they in, they invite me into the, like, headquarters of the Iraqi mafia of Athens. And I'm in this, like, little, like, smoky place where they're, like, smoking these, like, two 80-year-old men. It looked like straight out of a movie, right? And they're, they're just smoking and making tea, and they, they make me tea and sit down with me. And they, then the translator's, like, getting nervous, right? And my sister and I are just, like, hanging out, just loving on them. and And literally while we were there, like, Probably even outside of this, we probably had four or five people to come up to us saying we can't be there because it's too dangerous and that we need to get out of that neighborhood. So we end up going straight into the headquarters, and I just started sharing Jesus with these guys, right? And I, but I, I'm doing it kind of covertly, not really saying his name yet. And then I, I look at the, the guy who made us tea. He was like 80 years old. And I say, you have a problem in your left ear, don't you? And he goes, I went to the doctor today for my left ear, actually. And... So, and I said, Holy Spirit wants to heal your ear right now. As soon as I said that, he starts trembling and shaking. And he jumps out of his seat and goes into the kitchen, right? And he starts, like, rustling around with stuff. And I, I think that, like, he's about to pull out a gun or, like, I don't know what's going on. But he, he was terrified, actually. And then... Uh, We wanted to stay and like keep preaching the gospel, but the translator was getting nervous and he's like, we need to go, we need to go. So we left. Um, (laughs) But then we just went out in the streets and we just kept preaching Jesus um, with them for a while. But yeah, so God was just, and this was my sister's like second week saved. And then after that, right? we she, she goes back home and then she moves to Reading with me. And now she's on fire for Jesus and she's like going to Bethel and she's like planning on doing first year next year. So it was like literally the most impossible situation. After that, I ended up going to Uganda. I did a couple of crusades where I saw insane revival, the things that I talked about that I was dreaming about. Um, I got to see those things with my own eyes. And I never, I never thought that would be possible at 24 years old. I thought like, that's what you do when you're 30 or 50 or 60, you know? But God can do in one day what would have taken you 40 years by like striving and in, in, in your own strength. So, yeah, so just the, that, cor- that song, I don't care if, if I become a fool for you, you know? Like I'll be, I don't, <laughs> what is, how does it go? I don't care if I look crazy, Right? I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if I'm a good preacher. I don't care if I'm a good speaker. I just want God to show up, you know? And it all comes through enjoying Him and fellowship with Him because when we know God, then everything becomes possible because nothing is impossible with Him. Um, How much, how are we doing on time? Okay, cool. All right. So can I just have you guys stand up for a second? Is it okay if I just bounce back and forth between ministry and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thank you, God, that you're moving amongst your people, God. God, thank you that you're redefining what church looks like. Thank you, God, for your kingdom that is at hand right now. I just pray that you would make the reality of heaven so real to everybody in this room right now. And we just ask for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit even now. I want you to just put your hands on your neighbors next to you, the person next to you. It says that we are called to partake of the divine nature. He was just preaching the gospel earlier. And what the gospel made available was our union with God, that we forever get to enjoy union with God, that we partake of the divine nature and drink of the Holy Spirit. There is no limit to the amount of joy you can have, that this is actually the end of all things experiencing heaven on earth now that we don't have to wait till we die so right now just start praying for start praying for a a fresh baptism of the holy spirit thank you god thank you lord that you are anointing people right now all across this room that people are being called we speak to dead dreams we command them to come back to life that I feel like there are people here in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s that had dreamed about things um, that, that they never thought could happen because they thought they were too old but we just prophesied that the latter reign shall exceed the former reign. that there's a revival the connection between the younger generation and the older generation God, that you, that you are destroying every barrier of separation yeah, thank you Holy Spirit right now Thank you, Holy Spirit. More, God. More, 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 more. Yes, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. I just declare that right now is a divine moment, that God is marking hearts in this place, that there are people here that will fill stadiums, that will be the fulfillment of the revival, the fulfillment of the, that there's a new Jesus people movement coming to California. There's a new Jesus people movement coming to California that will touch the four corners of the earth that America shall be saved. America will actually be the forefront of revival for the world and send out leaders all over the world. There's a missions movement coming. Yes, yes God. Thank you, God. Yes, thank you, God, that professional Christianity is done. Thank you, God, that this is the, that the end of professional Christianity has come to an end and that you're raising up children, children that are full of your spirit, God. And that you would get all the glory for everything that happens. And it wouldn't be about a person or a face or a stage. But it would be all about the glory of God just showing up and meeting with his people. Yes, God. And I just release the burning heart right now. that in, in Luke, when, when Jesus appeared to them. So they said, did not our hearts burn with passion when he walked with us? That you guys would be a people that walk with Jesus. That it's not just about this this revival thing, but it's about family in the mundane, everyday life. That your family would come to Jesus. That actually homes and households of family would house revival. And I just prophesy. I, I say that it, it's normal to fill stadiums for Jesus. It's normal to preach the gospel with your family. I believe that grandmas and soccer moms are gonna be preaching crusades in 2020. I believe that the like what Reinhard Bonnke did has been passed on to a generation. That that God is doing something. God is doing something. Yeah, in the workplaces. In the mundane. You know, you see, Moses met with God on the mountain, but God always wanted to meet with the people, not just Moses, right? So I I I believe that there's glory in the mundane and the everyday grind of life that, that actually miracles, signs, and wonders will begin to follow you. And that you will see the glory of God break out in your workplaces. That as uh, there, there are stay-at-home moms even here, that you're raising up children right now that are going to disciple nations. You're raising up children that are going to become kings and queens to the next generations. Yeah, And there's, there's no difference between... Uh, one or the other, that it's all considered great in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, God, we're not in a hurry. We just wait on you, God. Mmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I see a hunger for God. The same way that there's, there is, um, there's a breakthrough that you can only get by dancing and jumping in the Congo line, there's a breakthrough that you can only get in the closet. That Jesus says, go to the closet where your Father is, is in secret. That there's something in the closet for you, for you, there's a hunger to go to the secret place to find him, your father, in the secret place who's waiting for you. Yeah, thank you, God. Yeah, and I just pray for that supernatural hunger for, for their hearts to burn. Like, when they walked with Jesus, their hearts burned, and like the disciples in the book of Acts, when they saw them, they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you that there is a river of life flowing through us, God. There is a river of life inside of us that changes the world, that we actually don't have to change the world, that, that the world has to change around us as we recognize that we're sons and daughters. That all of creation is longing for us to be revealed. Because when we're revealed, then they, the world sees Christ in us by the way we love each other. Yeah, thank you, God. Do we need to dismiss the kids? Yeah.
0: We're going to keep going a little longer. And let Ryan just kind of keep praying, whatever we're feeling. This is just an incredible moment in God right now. Um, if you do have kids in kids ministry, though, we really want you to honor um, just uh, our kids ministry and go grab your kids, bring them back out if you want. Like it's really okay, but if you can do that and then we'll just, if you want to stay, I think God's just doing a really great thing in our community right now and I'm really okay with it. So, but if if you need to go, you have you have appointments, you have things you got to do, we bless you a lot. So.
1: Thanks for listening to the sermon of the week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.